This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Do you have a point of sale system you can trust or is it <clears throat> a real POS? You need Shopify for retail. From accepting payments to managing inventory, Shopify POS has everything you need to sell in person. Go to shopify.com slash system, all lowercase, to take your retail business to the next level today. That's shopify.com slash system. The Rudy Giuliani Show. Good afternoon. Welcome back after the uh, Thanksgiving uh, weekend. I hope you all had an enjoyable Thanksgiving uh, with uh, whatever tradition or or thing you do for Thanksgiving and got, got yourself an opportunity, even a little bit of time to reflect on what you have to be thankful for. Because no matter how difficult the situation in our lives gets to be, and for all of us, believe it or not, I know sometimes we look at people and they seem to have perfect lives, and then and then how, how often does it happen you find that they committed suicide? My goodness, right? So don't ever assume that. People are people and they go through terrible and difficult things. Just be thankful for what what you got and what's good and family and friends and job or religion, whatever, whatever it is. Uh, one of the things we don't have is a good president. Because, <laughs> really, I mean, here, here's the latest, right? Now, it's almost as if this didn't happen. 33 Americans were killed when that uh, barbarian attack took place on Israel. As a president of the United States, among everything else I was doing, I would be singularly focused on that. And every day I would remind the world that 33 Americans were killed until, until I got back my hostages. He was asked the other day, and I, I kind of, I kind of listed these quotes and they came from all over, so it's hard to get a clip of it, but you're just going to have to trust me on this. I got, I wrote these down myself. Uh, he was asked, he was asked about, um, about like what he know, what he knows and what he doesn't know about uh about this and he he sounded like he now does all the time half asleep you know that could have looked like that and they said um he was asked when you know when are we when, when are we going to get them back when when are we going to get our americans back not a bad question to ask an american president right and he was kind of trying to avoid question he said uh, we, uh, we we don't we don't know when that uh we we don't know when that will occur. What? Uh, well, uh, then he realized that this was like stupid. Then he said, "We're going to be expecting it to occur." Oh, that's nice. We're expecting it to occur, and we don't know uh, what the list of all the hostages are, and when they will be released. But we know the numbers that are going to be released. So now, what good is it going to do if we don't know how many hostages there are? But we know how many are going to be released. So they could be releasing all the hostages, half of the hostages, one-tenth of the hostages. It's my hope and expectation it'll be soon. No, no, I get to hope and expect it'll be soon. You're the president of the United States. You make it happen soon. See, we have different jobs, pal, but you don't have a job. What the hell are you talking about? It'll, it's my hope and expectation it'll be soon. I don't know. I think they would have thrown Carter out if Carter said that. 
I mean, now Carter did let the damn thing go a year and a half, which cost him his office, as it should have. But, I mean, just think of yourself now as an American taken hostage, and you got to count on this guy to get you back. Whoa. Whoa. He doesn't even know if you're a hostage. He doesn't know if you're among the groups that, that, that that's a hostage. He knows there's a list coming up, but he doesn't know who's on the list. And he has no way of comparing the list to the number of hostages. He doesn't know the number of hostages. Now, you want to know why the confusion. And I'm going to tell you why the confusion as a master interpreter of White House lying. There aren't just 10 hostages. There never have been just 10 hostages. From the day Stinkin' Blinkin' blew it on one of the Sunday morning communist talk shows and said that there are about 500 Americans stuck there. Stuck there means they are not allowed to come out. Not being allowed to come out means, oh, a couple of things. It means you're kidnapped. It means you're arrested. It means you're a plaything for them. So they know that even though the number 10 is thrown around, at any given time, these animals can turn 500 people into hostages because they haven't let them out yet. But they don't tell you that because they're liars. And the press doesn't unravel that because the press lies with them. The reason for all of the sensitivity here is, and the reason for this, I I don't know exactly how many hostages there are. For three weeks, four weeks, we've been saying 10, 11 hostages. Now he doesn't know? Of course he doesn't know. Because any one of those other 500 people could become a hostage in two seconds. If you, if, if they aren't hostages already, I mean, this is a word, you know, this is a definitional thing, but a serious definitional thing, not the garbage he does. They are being held against their will. They want to come back. Being held against your will is being arrested. It's being kidnapped. And if people are going to ask something for it, it's, it's being, uh, held as a hostage. So we come last. Out come the Israelis, as they should. All of a sudden, big surprise, a whole bunch of Filipinos come out. Woof, out of nowhere. They pull them out of a hat like at the circus. Now we got Russians coming out. Anybody else, Ted, that I'm missing? I mean, uh, uh, guys from, uh, like, uh, Rome or something or Greece or what, what do they got? I mean, it's like that. And we got one American Highland. child. We got one American child who isn't out yet. They're torturing us with that child. Now, this is all because, please, please understand this. This is all because we don't have a president that they fear or even respect. Kick him around. They obviously respect Putin. They got that Russian out of there quick. I don't know why they respect the Philippines that much, but they do. They probably want to get something from them. But America, you used to be somebody. Remember that that thing? I think you used to be somebody. So America gets no hostages back again. And by the time we do, these people will be blood of every piece of information they got, if they have any. 
And now I'm not talking about the ones that are up front, the children and the women that they took, because that's all they took. I'm talking about the 500 they're detaining. Those are people who have serious information. Those are largely contractor types. Who knows how many of them really work for us? Who knows who they work for? That's why they're playing a game with this. And it is completely outrageous that we don't make a big deal out of it. It's almost impossible to get your mind around this. The man does not represent the United States. It, 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 when he's sitting back there in the Oval Office or upstairs in the room and where American presidents are largely inspired to think substantial things because of the history of the place. Trump was. It doesn't, this is not like driving him crazy. This drove Carter crazy. Reagan would tell you every time they had hostages, he couldn't sleep. And the same thing with, same thing would be true with Trump. In fact, I think they'd be worried with Trump that he'd get just lose his temper and just bomb the hell out of the Ayatollah. Plus, uh, my advice to President Trump would be, to the extent that he's my friend and would take my advice, get the middleman out of the way. Let's go right at the Ayatollah and say, hey, nut job, I want my Americans back. I want them back now. I don't want a repeat of that Carter nonsense. So here's what we're doing, my friend. We're changing the whole damn thing. First of all, uh, you're telling Cutter to give up those bums in uh, in in uh, Cutter who are running the operation and hanging around with billions of bucks because I'm taking their billions of bucks. In fact, I've already uh, seized their accounts. I got all their money. Okay, that's number one. Number two, I just tied up all your bank accounts. You see that nice uh, way in which you've been doing since Trump is gone where you were starving and then all of a sudden now you're one of the richest countries on earth? We just switched it back. You're going to be starving again. And finally, I don't know, I hate to say this to you directly, Mr. Ayatollah, always had this hankering for putting a bomb on your head. you got the kind of head that looks like it needs a bomb. Don't push me. Because, you know, you know I'm crazy. Now, you don't have to do it quite that way, but you get my meaning, huh? If you, if you think this is not serious, you go read books on how Ronald Reagan won the Cold War. And you'll find out that what I just told you is called, with a capital W, wisdom. And it is lacking in this non-American administration because this administration lacks the most critical thing that anyone needs to be a great leader of an organization. They don't love us. They don't love America. You don't let our flag get burned. You don't let people take knees. You don't let them take down statues of Washington and Jefferson and if you love America. It doesn't happen. It doesn't happen. You just don't let it happen. And then if you really are, like, serious about that kind of stuff, which I'm not as serious as you are, then you don't go around with the name Democrat Party, which had more to do with slavery than all of that combined times ten. So I hate to say this because I love Bibi. I, I, he's been a friend forever, and I think, he, I think he did for Israel one of the great things ever done for Israel, independent of all this, made it into a rich capitalist country when it was a very poor socialist country. 
He's under unbelievable pressure. He has lost his biggest support, the United States of America, and he's got the world against him. I have a map uh, that I put on on my show at night, and I look at it all the time now. I have it right, have it right in my living room, actually. And I look at it when I go in, when I go out, and I just, I just contemplate how small Israel is. And I see it surrounded by everybody who wants to destroy them. And I think they got only one big brother, and that's us. And now, come on, we're much closer to Iran. We give Iran a lot more money. We like Iran better. That goes back to uh, 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 Barry. You know, the prince. I used to call him Barry in high school. Uh, the one trained by, uh, by communists. The one that we got hoodwinked into electing. Well, we'll be back in a uh, short while and uh, we'll see if we can make head, head or tail out of this and uh, see where we go from here and also take your post Thanksgiving question. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Do you have a point of sale system you can trust or is it <clears throat> a real POS? You need Shopify for retail. From accepting payments to managing inventory, Shopify POS has everything you need to sell in person. Go to shopify.com slash system, all lowercase, to take your retail business to the next level today. That's shopify.com slash system. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. The former mayor of New York City, Rudy Giuliani. On the Red Apple Podcast Network. This is Rudy Giuliani back again. And, uh, you know, it was really very upsetting that they got to interrupt the Thanksgiving parade. Because it really is a very, very small group of people. When you look at national polls, and um, oh, there are a whole bunch of them, but they're almost all universal in this respect. You don't get, you don't get even 10% that support the Palestinians. Now, I'm not even saying Hamas, because they, tr- they try to make a distinction. The left-wing communist press tries to make a distinction between Hamas and the Palestinians. It's an unfair distinction, and it's not a useful one in trying to figure out what to do about this, because the Palestinians support Hamas, unless they show extraordinary uh, evidence of the contrary, meaning they elected Hamas, meaning in many polls, Hamas has the biggest support of any political group in either part of the Palestinian Authority, the Strip or up in the West Bank. Now, there are polls that are opposite of that, where they got about half support. There's no poll where they're below about 53 54%. And when you consider their tactics of killing little babies and women and children and uh, take, taking them back for hostages, which they have to see, then it's pretty extraordinary. And I think the polls that I see at 50 and 52 percent are phony. Now, here's the one that tells me everything I need to know. 
Uh, there's no real upset there about them because there's no protest against them. Now, you tell me, well, they can't protest. Like hell, they can't protest. The Ayatollah is as tough as they are, and they protest against the Ayatollah. God, they protested against Castro. Of course they can protest. They protested against communism. How did like Valesa get started? If the, if there was, um, if there was a strain of very strong anti-Hamas feeling, it would emerge in the form of protests. You're fooling yourself if you think there is. There may be opposition to Hamas from the point of view this is not the most effective way to be represented. But on the basic goals of Hamas, the Palestinian people are probably 98%. And that is, and this is pretty tough, right? Genocide. Remove the Jewish people. No more Jewish people. I would say you're going to find very few Palestinians that don't agree with that, unless they're ones that come on television and lie to be on CNN. Although on CNN, you might be able to even say that, that you can eliminate the Jewish people. It's perfectly okay. Uh, so you cannot be unrealistic about your enemy or you make terrible mistakes. There's a difference between what's going on in Iran and what's going on in Palestine. In Iran, there is a legitimate, strong, anti-Ayatollah, anti-Mullah, anti-religious insane uh, regime that has expressed itself in over five years of protests and almost 100,000 people killed. That's a vital underground operation. Not necessarily one that's at the point of being successful yet, but one that's worth thinking about and investing in. In Palestine, you go invest in it and you're going to be there all by yourself. Um, so this idea that, like, Nikki Haley has, that, well, half the Palestinian people are okay and, I don't know where the hell she came up with that, except spending too much time at the U.N. And I don't know if it's the U.N. or all the marijuana that circulates around the U.N. that makes their brain soft, as the Godfather would say. Because anybody uh, uh, associated with the U.N. has soft brains. And she's sure got a soft one. That is one of the dumbest things I've ever heard, and it's a good reason, just to write, write her off. No way. We don't, we don't, we can't take a chance on somebody being president who thinks that half the Palestinians wouldn't, wouldn't be bad neighbors. Well, they, maybe if you're not Jewish, maybe. If they do have a secondary group they hate. Oh yes, Americans. Gee, Nikki, did you ever think of that one? We'll be back, uh, in a few minutes and we'll see if we can talk about more intelligent American political figures. Rudy Giuliani on the Red Apple Podcast Network. This is Rudy Giuliani back with the Rudy Giuliani Show. You know, I was surprised. Um, I, I guess I shouldn't be surprised at anything, but I was surprised at the way in which they actually uh, prevented and and held up the Thanksgiving parade when they uh, sort of attached themselves uh, by using cement to the to to, to the ground about 11, 11.30 during the progress of the parade. And they did a pretty good job of um, 
interrupting the parade. Ted, were you surprised by that? I mean, you, I, uh, it's a little different. You, you don't know the parade. It's kind of new to you, which is kind of interesting in many ways, right? So it kind of be a shock. And to me, I know the parade forever. And I don't remember, I, I don't remember any kind of substantial political interference with the parade. Now, that could be because I don't remember it. I'm not asserting that as a historical fact. I'm just saying I don't remember one. So there couldn't have been one that was terribly significant. Yeah, I look, and I grew up, well, I grew up watching it sure, from home in the Midwest, right? So for us, the Macy's Thanksgiving Day Parade was a kind like of a I, tradition. Like I watched the uh, the, um, the the Lions game. Like you, like, yes, yeah. you watched the, the Packers Lions game. To me, 12.30 on um, Thanksgiving Day, unless something was happening, you know, like when I was mayor, I had to go somewhere or whatever. I'm sitting by the TV set. Getting ready for uh, whoever the Lions are playing that day. Yes. Well, earlier in the day, I'm uh, I'm watching the Macy's Thanksgiving Day Parade. So yes, seeing that disruption, kids, I, and I did as a kid, and my kids did, and we, and of course, being in New York, we would go, and sometimes we'd go just to the p- parade um, inflation the night before because it was easier, and not the parade. And about half the times we'd go to the parade. What, what What did you like more as a kid? The 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 parade, the floats. Mm-hmm. Or the big balloons blowing up? Or you told me they used to do elephants. They used to bring elephants into the city. Oh, that was a long time ago. That was a long, long time ago. I I walked the elephants in the city once. I walked the elephants when they used to have the uh, circus. They used to bring it in uh, at night, at midnight. They'd bring them in 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 Long Island City and bring them through the Queens Midtown Tunnel, close down the tunnel, and there'd be a kind of uh, makeshift parade. That uh, would keep the uh, protesters away. Couple of elephants coming down. Oh, you don't think uh, I thought Avenue? about that? You, you don't think I <laughs> thought protesters ain't getting in front of those? Man. I had, I'd, 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 I'd had some really good pictures of me with next to elephants. Yeah, you know when people were threatening demonstrations, I put out a picture of me next to an elephant. You know how they lie? Because, they all lay you know, they, I also had the advantage of thinking I was crazy. One time they thought I was going to attack them with helicopters. That's right. Yeah, they thought I was going to attack them with helicopters. <laughs> they go and cra- they see the helicopters coming over, and they think it was going to be, uh, you know, like out of Apocalypse Now. Well, what would you have done if so? They shut down the Manhattan Bridge yesterday, right? These protests. Yeah. They, 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 what would you? What would you have done? Uh, first of all, uh, today would have been a very bad day for my police department. Today, uh, if they, if my police oh, department had allowed them to close down a bridge. Yeah. You don't get to close down a bridge in New York City. If you want to do that, you have to apply for a permit, and we'll let you do it for a short period of time to make a point. Uh, but uh, by and large, you're not allowed to take the streets. Of the city, you're, you're you're allowed to protest on the sidewalks of the city. That's what the sidewalks are for. The sidewalks are for pedestrians. The streets are for cars. Why why are you so adamant on this? Why well, is because that so to think you? about it. Uh, if a man has a heart attack or a woman, if I can get that person, if I can get to that person within two or three minutes, the chance of success in that heart attack killing you. I, now, don't hold me to it. I wish Dr. Maria were here, but I think it's about half. I think it's about 50% chance of living. So every second counts. Yeah, I mean, and, and I'm going to tell you another thing. You survive a first heart attack, your chances of dying of a heart attack go down substantially. You you might get a few more heart attacks, but they'll be less. Yeah. So that first heart attack is a, critical, is a critical thing. Got to get over that first So uh, if you can get there fast enough yeah. with immediate help. Yeah. Or if it's even more serious, you can get him in the hospital quickly for more substantial help. So here, here you're working in about a six-minute range. 
Wow. And uh, listen, we got our response time down to four and a half, uh, particularly when I merged EMS and the fire department so that we had ma- maximum number of units very close to everyone. Now, you, you hold me up by a minute because, you know, these complete idiot, moron, anti-American communist jerks are, are cemented to the street. Some decent, innocent human being who would have a chance to live dies because, what, they want to tell us that Israel should stop occupying uh, Gaza when it doesn't occupy yeah. Gaza. Well, because they want to celebrate Hamas. Let's just, let's cut to the, that's what they're doing. They're celebrating Hamas. Yeah, but I mean, this, everything about them drives me nuts. Their point is ridiculous. They're supporting a terrorist group, and they're a bunch of ignorant morons who couldn't have been educated in a school that meant anything because Israel stopped occupying Gaza in 2005, idiots. So will you get rid of your Occupy signs? They're not true. They just indicate that you're one of these people that we laugh at when you show up on Jesse Waters. Yeah, who's the first president? Uh, Abraham Lincoln. Who's the second president? Uh, Barack Obama. That kind of thing. Uh, And these people are the product of a school system that is a national disgrace. It'll be a, a disgrace in our history, and it's brought about almost exclusively by the Communist Teachers Union. Uh, very, very rarely can you blame just one group for such a massive failure. And they love to blame the parents. It's not the parents. It's the, the parent, the parents aren't very different than parents have been forever and ever and ever. Uh, it is very rare when you have a teachers union that has nothing to do with children, doesn't care a damn about children. All it cares about are the jobs and the performance of the people that are part of the union. It's a job protection system. It is not a uh, uh, the whole the whole board of education is a job protection system. It for doesn't bad, exist for the bad performing. Yeah, employees. I mean, <laughs> right? They, they don't even want accountability for the teachers. They don't want accountability for the students. You don't take exams. I mean, the kid comes in, you let the kid out, and then you make as much money as possible, take as many vacations as you can, Crazy. and write up the phoniest reports you can possibly write up. And now we're getting into we try to convince them that they're not really male or female. Where that one comes from, well, I know where it comes from. It comes right out of Karl Marx. So don't tell me they're not a communist organization. Now you want to go back in history. They were a communist organization back in the 1930s. And they're one of the reasons why there was a fission in the union movement between the AFL and the CIO. Because the communists got control of some of the unions. One of the biggest ones they got control of was the teachers union. And that's why they brought up a lot of dumb, idiot Stupid little communists. Now, only 8% of America supports Hamas. So what the hell are they doing having these big things blocking a whole city? 92% of America is against Hamas, and 75% of America is for Israel. So I don't know why we don't speak up more and just demand that the mayor end these protests. The First Amendment doesn't say you can have a protest anytime you want, anywhere you want. Any Like if somebody decided to have a protest at uh, midnight in front of your house, they're not allowed to do that. Time, place, and manner. Yeah, they ha- there, are, uh, there are restrictions. Right. 
that, 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 that you have to give them the ability to get their point across. Yeah. And they have to be able to do that without destroying the rights of others. It's a balance. It's not they get everything. In Adams, New York, they get everything. It's the same reason why we have so much shoplifting. We just let them do whatever the hell they want. Over four billion, Mayor. Yeah, over four we billion let them do lost whatever they in New want. York alone. The minute you let people do whatever they want, first they take a finger, then they take a hand, then they take an arm, then they take a body, and then they take the whole country. Is that why you're so uh, supportive and you implemented the broken windows theory? That is the broken windows theory. I just stated it another way. That is the broken windows theory. You fight them at the first. You fight them at the first uh, indication of lawlessness. You fight them at the first indication of disrespect for the rights of other people because you're training people with both negative and positive reinforcements to respect the rights of other people. It's the only way you can have a civilized society. Now, let's go to Robert in Brooklyn. Hi, Rudy. Thanks for taking my call. Not at all, Robert. Just a few, po- just a few points. Um, you know, the Bebas family, that includes also the uh, now 10-month-old little baby, Kafir mm-hmm. Bebas. Uh-huh. He's still being held. And Aviva Compass tweeted out uh, like a, in the past couple of hours that according to the IDF, members of the Bebas family are being held by, quote, another faction, unquote, in the Khan Yunus area of Gaza. So um, that, that's number one. And the, number, the other point is the um, it'd be, it'd be until before today, there were about 40 people from Thailand who were released. Uh, t- t- tell uh, everyone who the family is. They may, everyone may not know. The, the Bebas family? Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah the, well, the Bebas family have a, a father and a mother. Mm-hmm. And they're two children. They have a four-year-old little boy, oh. and a now he's ten months. Now he's ten year, ten month old Kafir Bibis, who's the youngest hostage being held. And apparently, he's now with a different faction. He hasn't. He hasn't been released yet. And um, and uh, that's that's number one. Now he was supposed to be released this morning. Uh, well, the IDF is apparently they're claiming that who knows where he is. And now number two. Um, is the the, the um, yesterday as of yesterday, fourteen people from Thailand were released, and now today another six people from Thailand were released. And yesterday it was said that the release of the people, the fourteen people from Thailand, and so I have twenty. That was apparently a deal that released a deal between Thailand and Iran. And he spoke in the beginning of the program about well, where's our president? I mean, with all the stuff that he's bent over backwards with Iran, he could put pressure on Iran to get some of our people back. But, so it's outrageous. He, he, you have to wonder if he's happy, or he certainly doesn't bother him that Americans are being held hostage. Maybe he likes it this way. This way he hopes to drag out the situation, drag out the so-called pause or whatever you want to call it. It's just outrageous. And the third point I want to bring out is about Hillside High School. You oh, yeah, please. I mean, that was, that one, that's outrageous. But, God, yeah, bring that out, please. You're doing a good job. Go ahead. But the third point is Hillside High School. You basically, it's outrageous there. You basically had a riot over there. Apparently, they found out one of the teachers was uh, doing, you know, somehow supporting Israel. And so then they, these kids basically, uh, well, they tried to have an attempted pogrom over there. And, you know, that gets back to what you just talked about, the disgrace of the educational system. 
you it's a hostile environment, an anti-Semitic hostile environment. You, you, it's not conducive to learning. They don't even teach kids about XX chromosome and XY chromosome. There's a total mockery of the learning system. As Jimmy from Brooklyn, the great Jimmy from Brooklyn. The great Jimmy from Brooklyn. I'm glad you said that. To be, to be communists. They're just indoctrinating our kids to be communists. They're mutilating the kids without even consent of the parents. It's an outrage that we should have to pay for this so-called education. Even if we had all the money in the world, which we don't, it's outrageous. When we're talking about cutting the police down. hundred percent. It's an outrage. And then they get, so they should cut it out from the education department. I don't think we should give one penny to the educational department. Mutilating our kids and doctoring our kids, a hostile environment, ignorance. They don't, what do they don't teach them? XX chromosome, XY chromosome. What do they teach them? They teach them that mathematics is racist. What are we doing? And then, so I have to come back finally to the continuing resolution. I wish these Republicans would shut it down and keep it shut down. Even if we had all the money in the world, which we don't, we're paying just an interest a year, one trillion a year. Forty percent of our taxes are going for interest on the debt. But if we didn't, even if we had the money, why are we paying for our destruction? An educational system that's horrific, an FBI that abuses its, uh, its people here. If they stop focusing on Trump supporters and focus on real terrorists, <laughs> then maybe it would be telling about you that there's going to be a terrorist attack over here. You're absolutely right. Can I only just caution one thing? Every single thing you say I agree with and every emotion that you have, I have had several times, if not many times, in the last three, four, five weeks. But we have got to we got to focus on getting control of the government, not through <laughs> not through a, a revolution, but through an election. And what our goal has to be. And we have to make compromises and we have to make the right choices and the right strategies the way they do so that in November of next year, we have the presidency, the House and the Senate. And then we have to make sure that we have a person there. And I think that's Donald Trump who will, without any doubt, follow through because he has personally been victimized by what they do. You know, if you put me there, you would guarantee yourself I would do this because I've been personally victimized by them. I can tell you from my own personal life the damage that these fascists, you want to call them communists, Nazis, whatever you want to call them. Uh, I, I do not find any of those descriptions of them exaggerated. Uh, the people around uh, uh, Biden and Obama, you, you have your choice, communists, Nazis, Fascist, criminals, anti-American, unpatriotic, a disgrace, all all fits, and it all has to be fixed. Otherwise, we're not going to have a country that we can pass on to our children. They're destroying us, and the and anti-Semitism is just a virulent part of their anti-Western civilization, which is just as strong as their anti-Semitism. Well, we'll be right back, and uh, we'll have uh, some final thoughts about that and, you know, about that. Absolutely. America's Mayor, Rudy Giuliani. This is Rudy Giuliani, back uh, with you with the Mayor's Final Thoughts, sponsored by Tunnel to Towers. Tunnel to Towers is the organization that's there that has the back of our men and women in, in uniform who pay the ultimate price or, or are catastrophically injured, they, they need our help. 
these are proud people that very often, you know, don't like to ask for help, whether it's their families or, or they themselves. But they need it and they deserve it. And you need to give them help because they're doing your job for you and they're doing my job for me. And um, they need to know that this is going to happen. It creates, it creates, among other things, the morale to go forward. When, you know, very often you say, gee, how do those men or women run into a fire? They run into a fire because there is something very special about them. But they also believe their families will be taken care of. So let's do it. Let's take care of their families. $11 a month. T2T.org. T. The number 2T.org. will take care of their families. It will make sure the mortgage gets paid off, make sure they get smart homes, and then Frank will be there for them with his people Forever, never forget. He doesn't forget, unlike a lot of people. Well, I'm going to give you my final thoughts because I think the battle that we are fighting, which has really become very ugly with regard to anti-Semitism because it reminds us so much of the Hitler years, uh, where the focus is so much on the Jewish people, and, and words of annihilation. You know, they want to annihilate Israel. Well, Israel is the home of the Jewish people. And then you'll even hear words like annihilate the Jewish people. What is this annihilate people? Genocide. I mean, and, but, but we, we have created the tolerance for this. Our president has. He just gave a great ceremony in San Francisco with Governor Newsom and a bubblehead Harris for the man in China who has killed more Chinese people than anyone. And they brought out into the streets of San Francisco Chinese people. There is no doubt that any significant number of those people had relatives killed by this man that they were honoring in the streets with communist flags outnumbering American flags. That would be like Nazi flags outnumbering American flags. And damn it, the American flags were probably made in China. So, I mean, when nobody reacts to that, when that just happens, my good friend and the great American, Senator Daniel Patrick Moynihan, would have said, you haven't just defined deviancy down. You've defined it away. You don't even recognize evil anymore. This man, Z, traveling through the streets of San Francisco and sitting next to our demented president is an evil man and he must be seen that way if we can de- if we're going to defend ourselves or have we been brainwashed the way Roosevelt was brainwashed into thinking he give he could give eastern europe to uncle joe stalin i don't know what's wrong with the democrat party Maybe it was infiltrated too much by communists going back to the 30s and the 40s. Maybe really there is something to its history of being a party of slavery that leaves in it more of a tendency toward corruption and inhumanity and indecency. I mean, that was a long history of supporting uh, slavery. That was a long history of supporting segregation. And it was uh, right up to Biden. I mean, Biden Biden gave a eulogy for a grand 
psychops of the Ku Klux Klan and thought nothing of it. This is your time, and America probably survival rests on how we react in the next year. God bless America! America!